So on the day that I'm recording this podcast episode, um, it's March 26th, and uh, March 26th is a special day for me and for my wife. Uh, we call it Jane Eyre Day, and uh, that's that's not nationally known or anything like that. That's just between the two of us. That's what we call it. Uh, this was the first day, uh, March 26th of 2004, was the first day that I said I love you to my wife, then girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were spending some time together on uh, the afternoon, evening um, at, in college. We had been dating for a couple of months and we were going to go see um, a play that uh, one of her sweet mates was in and uh, the play was Jane Eyre. And so we were gonna go see that play and while we were um, hanging out together beforehand, uh, it was the first time that I said, I love you to my wife and uh, it's just a special time and it's just something that we've always remembered the date of that and we knew that it was the the day that we went to go see uh, her friend uh, perform in a play and so we just happened to call it Jane Eyre Day and so that's just kind of how that came about Um, but I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about just the importance of of making declarations you know when when you say out loud the thing that you intend to do when you say out loud what's in your mind what's in your heart um, there's there's just a lot more volition that seems to follow with that um, I've kind of have I've kind of had a, an interesting relationship with the phrase you know the power of the spoken word um, I've gone through a bit of a an evolution I guess a bit of a a process in terms of how I think about a phrase like that, and and how I um, how I would react to someone who says the power of the spoken word. I, I used to be very very negative about it, um, just because a lot of the context that I had heard the term you know the power of the spoken word in was uh, kind of a name it and claim it um, kind of a theology. Uh, someone who is a, a maybe a prosperity gospel preacher, you know, someone who who want who who believes that God's plan for you is to be uh, completely healthy and wealthy and basically have everything that you want. Um, it, it, it's God's will for you to have everything that you want. You just have to have enough faith, and you've got to to proclaim it. You've got to say it, and you've got to have faith that God's going to to give it to you, and 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 you'll get it. You know that that uh, that car, that house, that plane, you know, whatever it is, um, that that sort of um, very shallow type of theology that, that really is just God is a means to an end to get whatever material things you want in this life. So obviously I have a very, uh, a very strong aversion to anything that smells anything like that. Um, so when someone is is talking about the, the power of the spoken word in the context of you know you have basically that power within yourself to get what you want simply by saying it out loud and having enough um, faith in it you know enough positive affirmation and you know you know whether it be God or the universe or whatever is going to obey this principle of the spoken word and there's just this power in you know, the words that we speak itself as if, you know, we sometimes somehow have the same creative power as God to create by speaking. So obviously, if someone means that, 
um, when they say the power of the spoken word, you know, that there's some kind of mystical force that makes things happen uh, just because people declare it to happen, you know, declare it to happen what they want to have happen. Um, that, that, that I'm not okay with, you know, that then, you know, that, that hasn't really changed. You know, my position of, you know, not being wild about the phrase uh, is still, uh, is, is still a negative. That's still a hard no for me if uh, someone's going to talk about this idea from that angle. Um, but if somebody is, is talking more along the lines of um, the, the act of speaking something, declaring something, or, or even writing something down um, makes you more likely to follow through and to do the things that are required to bring about that result, then that that I, I'm, I'm coming around to uh, to recognizing. Like if somebody says the power of the spoken word has more to do with how it helps you to align yourself, to align your thoughts, to align your intentions, and make it more likely that you will actually follow through on something rather than just you think about something, you have an idea, and you go like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if... Um, which has really been what this podcast has been about from the beginning of it's one thing to have good ideas and it's one thing to have good thoughts, but then to actually act those out and to actually make things happen, to actually put things together, to actually build things, to to bring to fruition these thoughts. Um, I think that doing something like saying out loud you know, talking to someone like, like I do on the podcast. You know, I talk about some of these things out loud. I try to get them out of my head. I try to talk about them. Um, writing them down, writing down your goals. I mean, many of us have probably heard stats. Um, can we remember exactly what those stats are, the percentages? <laughs> no, not me, not in this case anyway. But there are these percentages of it's however more likely that something will get accomplished, that, that your goal will actually be met if you write it down. Um, a lot of us you know, have, have heard something along those lines before. And so I'm not, I'm not so big on you know, the power of the spoken word, like, well, you have to say it out loud. And again, that there's some mystical force that's going to bring it about. But I do think that writing something down or saying something out loud has more force to it and in terms of bringing your mind, your thoughts, your intentionality to bear on something than just thinking the thought. So I, I, I would say that is definitely true. You know, that, that, that seems pretty, uh, pretty easy for me to, to get on board with and say like, okay, yes, in that way, the power of the spoken word or the power of writing things down, the power of talking about your goals with someone else, you know, that definitely brings an element of accountability to it. Um, so in that regard, I would say, yes, there's, there is some kind of power and there is a benefit and there, there, it, it does make sense for someone to, when they have a good idea, you know, when they have any kind of thought or intention to act on something, they should talk about it out loud. They should say something out loud. They should write some things down and bring more, more clarity, to bring more focus and, and to bring their will and, and their intention uh, in, in a better alignment. I always strive to keep these ads as short as I can. Uh, I don't like the podcast to get too cluttered, and I never like to be salesy, but it seems like lately it's been difficult for me to get the information out that I want to 
in under three or even four minutes sometimes. So today I'm going to try to keep this shorter and just want to talk about one of the goals that I have of late to supply busy people, whether it be professionals, whether it be uh, stay-at-home moms like my wife, people who just have a lot going on with uh, healthy options, healthy and, and, and convenient options. So instead of you know reaching for something that's going to be convenient and not so healthy, you know they can grab something like a vitamin pack, like I've talked about, uh, and and be able to take their vitamins quick and easy. You know, no hassle. They're all packaged together. Just tear them open and take them whenever you you, you need to. Um, or being able to have a, a meal bar, you know, and and to be able to use that in place of a meal. You know, there are some really great options that I like. You know, there's there's brownie and and there's caramel cookie dough, um, and and so they they taste great and they're able to. Uh, Take the place of you know going out to eat or uh, grabbing something that's that's not so healthy but maybe still convenient, uh, or being able to have a a meal replacement shake and to be able to have that as a quick breakfast. That's something that I do you know most mornings you know, before I head out to the office. is uh, It's a great way to get the nutrients that I need without uh, a lot of the the stuff that I don't need uh, in me, and it, it, they're also great after. Our, uh, a workout. But anyway, for anyone who's just looking to make healthier options just an easier decision to make, whether that has to do with vitamins, uh, meal replacement shakes, meal bars, or healthy snacks, uh, you know, Nutrilite has some really great options and, and solutions uh, for people. And uh, if anyone has any questions about that, feel free to send me an email at theoutputhabit at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to answer questions, provide more information about that. So with that, like I said, wanted to be quick. We'll get to the rest of the podcast now, and I hope you're having a great one. I hope you enjoy the episode. So why even talk about this concept? Uh, well, I'm, I've recently uh, been given an assignment uh, as a part of a, a leadership development group that I've been invited uh, to be a part of uh, through, our, uh, through the, the church denomination that I'm a, I'm a part of. There were a number of, of pastors that were um, selected and asked to be a part of a leadership develop, development group over the course of the, the year, and uh, you know set aside a little bit of a, ton, a little bit of time to, uh, to to learn and grow with some other guys that are in some similar capacities. Um, I think for the most part we're we're all associate pastors. I don't think any of us are are senior pastors or lead pastors. I think there's a lot of there's some other youth pastors like like myself. Um, some other discipleship pastors, uh, but I think for the at least for the most part, um, maybe there is one or two um, senior pastors or lead pastors in there also. But I think most of us are associate pastors. So a lot of them are are younger, closer to my my age, uh, although I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> but anyway, as a part of this uh, group, um, the the one who's been who's in in, in charge, the one who's um, brought us together and is, is pouring into us. Um, our, our, our shepherd, our Sherpa, as it were, um, has tasked us with uh, an assignment before our next meeting next month, and that is to, um, to write out a, a very clear um, mission statement, but along with the mission statement, a, a personal mission statement, along with that to also write out what is our, our strategy, our values, and our measures. Uh, and so to very simply define what is meant by all of these terms, you know, a mission statement is simply what is it that we are accomplishing? 
Uh, and again, we've been tasked to make it simple and clear. You know, not not a short paragraph. Um, you know, more like a, a short sentence um, or a medium-sized sentence, but something that makes it very, very clear. What is it that I'm trying to accomplish with my life? And then the next the next um, element would be strategy, and that answers the question of how am I going to accomplish it? And then the values have to do with you know, what is it that's important uh, to me uh, that, that dictates this is why we're going to accomplish this in this way. Um, so there, uh, so there are, are likely certain values that prevent us from trying to accomplish something in an unethical way. You know, it, it's our ethics, it's our values that keep us from, you know, trying to earn money by robbing a bank. Uh, you know, if, if I'm, I'm trying to earn money in order to support my family, in order to, you know, support these causes or, or, or you know, all, all sorts of things that, you know, earning money would, would help uh, accomplish um, whatever the mission is. So, so if I've got a mission I want to accomplish, earning money is a part of that because it, it gives me the means necessary to accomplish it. The values would say that, well, I, I can't go and rob a bank to do it. <laughs> I've, I've got I've to do it in these other ethical ways because that's our values. Uh, and then, you know, fourthly uh, the, are, are the measures. You know, when will we know that we are accomplishing it? Uh, not necessarily, you know, how do we know when we have accomplished it, but what are at least some of the measures that are along the way that give us an indication that we're moving in the right direction? Um, so I think I think this is going to be a really cool assignment. You know, what I like about it is that by doing it, it you know, it, it's obviously not going to accomplish anything in, in and of itself. It's just going to be, you know, putting pencil to paper or, you know, fingers to, to keyboard and just it's just going to write out some words. You know, it's not even going to be very many words at that. But what I've come to recognize is that by doing something like this, it brings the mind into sharper focus. You know, it, it really forces me to think through, you know, what is really, really important to me in these different categories. And once I've gone through the mental exercise of really asking myself some of these tough questions and refining my answers to them, these things are going to be more, moved more toward the forefront in in my mind. Um, I would say that it's already all there in me. You know, my answers to these questions are there. The things that are important to me um, are already a part of who I am, but they might be buried in deep a little bit. And so by thinking these things through, they come more to the surface. And when they're more at the surface, they become more of my everyday decision making. They become more of my intuitive decision making. You know, whereas, you know, my intuitive decision making might have more to do with, you know, what is what is comfortable, what is easy, you know, what what is it that gets what my gets me what my flesh wants in the moment. Um, these bring bring some of these other thoughts, these more important thoughts and, and values and ideas to the surface and are going to influence the things that I do on a day-to-day basis much more uh, than when they're kind of buried a bit deep. So anyway, that's all I wanted to really go over today uh, for this uh, 
it's really going to be my first um, episode in a in a short series here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the next few episodes talking about you know my my mission statement, and I'm gonna talk about mission. I'm gonna talk about strategy. I'm gonna talk about values. I'm gonna talk about uh, measures. I'm gonna talk about the answers that I come up with for these questions as I go here. I'm gonna talk about my th- my thought process and how I got to where I'm at. Hopefully, that's gonna be helpful for anyone else listening to this because I think that. You know, having a, a personal mission statement for the reasons that I've just explained is helpful because it does bring focus and clarity, helps us to be more intentional with the time that we've been given, with the life that we have. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to uh, get the most out of it and do the most with it that we possibly can uh, to, to bring glory to God and to be a blessing to other people? Um, and of course, I'm going to talk about how, you know, my my, my faith, my family, my ministry, my business, you know, fit into that. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that it's it's helpful and valuable to other people um, who are listening and following along. Uh, so looking forward to this assignment and looking forward to sharing this process uh, with you all who, who have been listening and, and following my journey. So with that, I hope that this helps you um, clarify your own mission and vision uh, so that you can go out, serve more people, and, uh, and be a blessing. So I hope you guys make it a good one.